Hey, everybody, this is Uncle Jeff with Uncle Chris. We're the $2 Bills. You're the blue-collar blue commandos, and we're really excited to come to you today with Episode 5 of our process and of our podcast, and we appreciate you chiming in and joining in. And Uncle Chris, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, doing good, Uncle Jeff. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good, thanks. You know, it's a, it's a good Friday. It's a great uh, weekend for us and our faith, and it's, it's a – it's a big weekend. We got Good Friday today. We got Easter Sunday, Sunday, and tomorrow we got opening day of turkey season, baby. I know. It's, I mean, I don't I don't think for spiritually or just as a physically it could get any better than this weekend, only that we're still under lockdown with this coronavirus. That's true. That's true. We are under lockdown, but but you know, I don't think turkeys have that. So nope. Hope I think don't. we're okay to get – I think we can break the social distancing rules with the turkeys tomorrow morning, hopefully. Yep. And uh, are you going to get to go out tomorrow, or what's your plan? I am. I've been going out this week listening, actually, for the last two weeks. And I'm a little disappointed. I have not heard any turkeys during deer season. Man, I think we talked about it maybe on a podcast. I during during deer season man i saw turkeys all the time right and uh, over the last two weeks i've been going out listening listening in the mornings but hadn't heard anything but you know i'm gonna go tomorrow and see what see what i can do yeah i know the feel man i went out uh last saturday youth weekend and uh we got into a place where i saw them last year pretty good in this kind of low bottom area down by a creek and with Jacob and man, we didn't hear a single thing. We called, called, called. So we went, walked back towards camp and we heard one way off in the distance. And so I learned something last week. I learned that I think I, uh, I think we, uh, stalked that Turkey a little too fast. We heard him. I knew where he was based on where we hunt or where he should be. And we started walking over that way and, and we really didn't approach with caution. And so mm-hmm. as you know, we just kind of tronced our way back through the woods, hoping he'd still be there and, and he gone, so yeah. we didn't uh, we didn't see him or hear him or or anything like that anymore. So we hunted a couple a little bit longer and gave up. But tomorrow, man, I'm just optimistic. Yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping that that we can take some of the stuff that we've learned from Roger last time, and and hopefully some great stuff. We we'll hope we get to hear today from Gary Vines, and we're really excited, Chris. Won't you tell our listening audience who we got coming on today, man? Yeah. So today we're going to be interviewing at and and. You know, Jeff, we've been lucky, man, that with your contacts and, and you know you know a ton of people. Uh, with my line of work, I know a lot of people. And, you know, I think we have really been putting out and getting some really high-quality folks on the podcast. And, and so today uh, we have a guy from Jemison, Alabama, Gary Vines. Gary is – in the in the southern states he is really really known um as in fact his, his we're going to talk about his website today but he's known as the original spur master and so that tells me that there's imposters but he's the og he's the original <laughs> <clears throat> and i i came to know about gary now i i never i've never met personally i've never met gary but i came to know about him through uh a podcast that I listened to and he was a, he's a kind of a regular on this podcast and a regular on this uh, radio show. And I came to know about him because he, he developed a, 
turkey call and that, that kind of piqued my interest. So I listened to the podcast. Not only is he, I mean, he, he's very wide, widely known in hunting circles. Man, he is so funny. He is the comedic value that he brings is because I, you know, Jeff, when you and I are just together, man, we laugh a ton and Gary just brings not only that, that tremendous depth in hunting knowledge and wisdom, but he's just a funny guy, man. And when I heard him and I, I kind of began to kind of look him up and, um, the more, the more I learned about him, the funnier and just, he's knowledgeable. Yes. But man, he's just a funny guy. So, well, that's cool. You set the bar pretty high there, Chris. So, I, uh, I'm looking forward to getting him on the phone here in a little while and, and chatting with him. Chatting with yep. Him. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be, uh, I'm sure it's going to be informative and I'm pretty sure there's going to be some gold in there, some comedic gold. In there, so. <laughs> I hope so. I, I could use some, man. I got this battle going on at my house right now with Rocky raccoon, man. You know, so, you know, Ashley is uh she's a birder. She loves birds and, and that's kind of our family hobby, and they're really our pets because our boys got asthma and all sorts of allergies, and we can't really have dogs or cats. So the wild birds are our pets, and so we've she leaves these she's been leaving these bird feeders out, Uncle Chris, and and coming out in the morning, and they're just fleeced. I mean, they're gone. And so I've had this daggone raccoon. <laughs> I put my trail camera out. Right, might as well put a trail camera out and see what you got creeping around your house. And, right. and it's this big, huge raccoon is just—I mean, he's like sitting on top of the feeders, dumping them out of his mouth. It's like he's laid back watching TV, dumping these <laughs> Cheetos out in his mouth, you know. And he's just fleecing all the feeders. And so, poor gal, she's been having to go out every single night and take down her feeders because bird food ain't cheap, man. So right. she's having to do. And so I, I, I dude. I have gone full blown, all scale, all out war on this thing. So it even got so bad that I wrapped one of our crepe myrtles in barbed wire to see maybe keep this thing from climbing up. So I put a trail camera out there, and sure enough, that Joker he's he's dodging the barbed wire, still getting the feeders that she left out by accident, and not even stopping it. So I said, "Well, what the heck?" I called Amor. I said, "Amor, I need a trap." He's like, "Man, we got all kinds of traps out the hunting land." I'm like, "All right, great." So I go out there, I get a raccoon trap, and so I'm reading up and I've do I've used everything from peanut butter toast to molasses. I mean, this this guy's eating fat and happy. I mean, matter of fact, he's probably gained 10 pounds in the last two weeks on us. <laughs> and so and so we and then the most the most recent thing is Ashley said, Hey, I read about marshmallows. Put marshmallows in there. I'm like, all right, that's great. Because what happens is, man, I'm setting this dang trap, I'm setting it out, and the Joker's even moving it around and getting the food out from the little cracks in it and and digging holes in the yard. Or we, for the last four nights, I've gone out there and I've put food in it and the food's gone, but the trap is not set. It's not sprung. I mean, it's set, but it hasn't been sprung. I'm thinking, what the heck's going on? So now we're thinking, hey, have we got, you know, like our snakes eating our <laughs> marshmallows or have we got like uh, field mice or something eating the marshmallows? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to set this trail camera up again. So I put that trail camera last night, man on the ground, like on the patio, you've been in my backyard in my patio. And I put mm -hmm. this, put the big raccoon trap on the patio. So he can't dig around it, put all the marshmallows in it. I mean, I even like dangle marshmallows on top of the little pedal thing you push on to get the trap to set thinking, well, I don't know what it is, but maybe it'll touch it. And I got this thing set for like a feather. If a feather falls on this trap, it's going to close up. And so this thing's been just battling me. So this morning I have my quiet time. After my quiet time, I go outside. I get the get the trail camera because guess what? The marshmallows are gone. So, so get the trail camera. I, I load it up and I find this thing. And that Joker, 
it, it's him. And he he is going in and stepping over. It's like he's bending his body like the daggone Matrix over top of the pedal and eating all the daggone marshmallows. And so, and, and by the way, now he fills up the trap because he's got to be freaking 40 pounds. I don't know what the thing weighs. It's like we got a, a yard bear with a striped tail in the backyard. And man, I cannot kill this dang racket. I can't not kill him. Well, let me back up for the PETA people out there. I'm not trying to kill him. I'm trying to trap him and take him away. By the way, you got to take him at least seven miles away or he'll come back. I've learned the research. And so, dude, I, I can't get this daggone raccoon. Have you ever trapped a raccoon or had raccoon problems or trapped any animals, man? Because I need some help, dude. Yes, yes. We, In fact, at the hunting land, we have trapped, I don't want to exaggerate, 50, 50 plus raccoons. Well, you must be sending them to Virginia. Where are you dropping them uh, things off, man? Um. Well, we're, we're. You're probably not dropping them off. I get it. We're, we're, we're help. <laughs> We're using them, providing food for people who enjoy, so they're not wasted. We are giving them to people who enjoy raccoon meat to eat. So instead of hunters for the hunger, you're now trappers for the hungry. That's right. And so what a guy. We, ha we have about five or six families that say they will, they eat, eat raccoon meat. And so uh, they love it. And so we take it to them and they, I guess. So, you. yes. And, and I use leg traps and by the way, they're very humane. Right. Um, and, and you just dig a little hole in the ground and you put the food down in the hole. Oh, I got you. Stick and they, hand stick, in. they stick their hand down there to get the food out. And it, it, it's not one of those. I don't want anybody to think it's one of those claw sprung, you know, that's got the teeth on it. It's actually uh, got rubberized, um, doesn't even break their leg. And they just, it just binds them where they can't get out. Gotcha. So it's like those uh, things you used to put your, those woven things, you put two fingers in, right? And, well, you, and you pull and try to pull your fingers out and it don't work. Well, kind of, yeah, but it's just got a spring-loaded trap and, and it just closes on their so when they start to pull it out, that's right. Gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, well, man, I hope I, I've learned. I think tonight I'm going to set a plank of wood on top of the little pedal thing that closes the thing. So if he tries to climb up on top of that wood, I'm going to get a video of it on. I'm going to set my camera to video this time because I want to see what happens. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm telling you, so I got the picture this morning. I, matter of fact, I posted on my on the on the Facebook page, man. It's like the Matrix. He's bent over top of that bar, reaching around and getting the daggone marshmallows inside the trap so whatever yeah he, he's found he's found him a place man he's coming <laughs> to the buffet the buffet there yeah i mean gosh last week i mean half the food we put out there is like food i eat right so i mean he's eating pretty good especially when we threw the molasses out there last week i'm like man this stuff's pretty good <laughs> you know but uh but we'll see we'll we'll update you on that then i'm planning on taking him if i'd like to get him tonight and then take him out to the turkey land tomorrow and let him go we get turkey hunting so anyway well dude so hey let's get down to business i tell you what let's get let's let's take a break here and then we'll uh come right back with our with our good friend hopefully future good friend gary vines the original spur master and uh we'll take a take a break real quick we'll be right back thanks everybody Hey everybody, this is Uncle Jeff, and uh, we're excited to be back with uh, Gary Vines, and we're going to get to that interview in a minute, but just want to let you know, 
this interview that we we did is hilarious and Gary's just did such a great job give you a little prelude here um but when when we when I was doing the editing on it there there was a little bit of a delay between our our audio and his and so there'll be a couple times in there where we might be talking right over top of him or or laughing in advance and you're going to be laughing at the same time he's giving a punchline it's because of that delay and so out of respect for Gary and our listeners we just want to let you know we're we weren't trying to over talk him or anything like that and so uh, I hope you enjoy it it's a great interview and once again we really appreciate Gary giving us the time and look forward to talking more turkeys with Gary Vines down the road enjoy all right hey everybody we're back we're uh, really excited now to have Gary Vines the original spur master who's on the show today and I gotta give it up to Uncle Chris I really appreciate Uncle Chris uh, working with Gary and getting him on the show so Chris I'm gonna turn it over to you man and, and let's talk to Gary all right, thank you, Uncle Jeff. It's uh, good to have with us. Uh, probably, um, I, I, I hate Gary. I hope it's okay if I use the word famous. Uh, probably our most famous guest. Uh, I know you probably wouldn't say that about yourself, um, but today we have one. This is my Gary. This is my brother-in-law. Uh, we married actually married sisters. This is my brother-in-law, Jeff. Jeff, this is Gary Vines. Man, Gary, really appreciate you being yeah, here, man. man. Appreciate you being on with us tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad y'all didn't marry brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but so am I. So yeah, am I. I don't yeah. know about Chris, but I am really happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, I I try to help y'all out if I can. Uh, Gary uh, lives in Jemison, Alabama, and I understand that's in uh, Chilton County, Alabama, and. Uh, Gary is a former – now, Gary, if at any point I get something wrong now, I want you just to chime in and correct me. But um, I think you're a former uh, paint and body shop owner. Is that right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, I did um, that for about 20 And you years. also uh, currently, because um, you're still a young, younger guy, you, you now do land management for people, and uh, you uh, do a lot of heavy equipment operating. And of course, of course, the reason we're talking to you today, uh, what you're probably most known for is turkey hunting. And so, Gary, I appreciate Jeff and I appreciate so much you giving up some of your Friday night to uh, to be with us. Yeah, I don't know of anything else I got to do other than go to bed. But, uh, you know. I, I enjoy talking turkey now. That's that's my deal now. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk <laughs> well, turkey, and as just Jeff call said, um, Gary, and I, I just want to let our listeners know how I got introduced to Gary Vines. I've never met Gary personally. Uh, we've spoken on the phone, uh, but I I I got uh, introduced to Gary through a through another actually another radio program that's um, uh, home based there in Birmingham, Alabama. And um, start. I went to his website, uh, which is the orig- it's originalspurmaster.com, and and watched some of his how to how to use the turkey call. And, and Gary, I, I guess like Jeff said, if you would just start with because um, I know that you you're not only a turkey hunter, but uh, you've developed and and have your own line of turkey calls. So let's just start back at the beginning. Uh, kind of what what got you originally into turkey hunting? 
Well, I've been turkey hunting. It's probably, you know, close to 43 years. I started when I was about 17, 18 years old. And, you know, I hunted with uh, a lot of turkey calls that, you know, you go to Walmart or any place like that, you know, outdoor store, you buy, you know, you buy different people's stuff. And, you know, up about, uh, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 years ago, I said I wanted to kind of develop my own deal, you know, and I wanted something that would uh, actually sound. I got a car coming by, so anyway. But I wanted something that would sound, you know, more realistic, Mm -hmm. like a real turkey. So I worked on this thing for about a year and a half or two years, and I hunted with it for a year before I, you know, decided I, you know, might market it. But it is a good turkey call, which there's a lot of good turkey calls out there, but uh, it's the only call I ever use. You know, I've, I've killed, uh, I don't know, I've killed hundreds of turkeys, but, you know, since I developed this call, I've, uh, you know, I've limited out every year, which Alabama, you can kill five turkeys a year. But uh, I've killed a lot of turkeys and enjoyed it. And, you know, when you when you develop something like that, that, you know, uh, you try to use it, you know, if, if it don't work, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't sell it. But I know what it'll do. It'll demolish turkeys in the woods. I mean, they can't stand it if you learn how to play Gary, it. Right. Let me, but, uh, Gary, let me ask you. So it's, it's a, a this is it's, a, good it's a slate call, right? Well, it works off of a piece of marble. Uh, it's uh, it runs off of uh, actually, you know, I was making them kind of square when I first started, and I started making them round to where you know it don't matter how you pick it up, it's gonna play either way. You know, it don't matter how you hold it or, but it it it's designed that your hands is part of the call. So it, it you know. Uh, when I designed it, I didn't know it right to start with, but ever how you hold your hand and how you cut that call, you can get two or three different hand wow. calls out of one call. And uh, it's been good to me. I mean, you know, they may be a lot of people that don't like it, but I know what it'll do to a turkey. And, you know, I've the first two years that I hunted with it, I killed six inch and a half spur turkeys in two years. And, you know, that's unheard of, really. But in 2012, I killed wow. a state record yeah. two inch spurs. And, uh, but it, it's a good call. I mean, I, I don't do a lot of advertising. Only advertising I do is like on the Rick and Bubba show every once in a while when they, <laughs> they rag me about it. But, you know, yeah. it, it's it's the real deal. Well, it's like I mean, Uncle it's Jeff and I have talked, Gary, over the years. A lot of hunting equipment is designed to to attract hunters, not animals. And uh, oh, and yeah. I, I know that I've heard yeah. you said to me when we uh, first talked several months ago that you wanted a call that, you know, that sounded like a turkey. It may not win a 
a turkey call competition, but it will it sounds like a turkey. Oh yeah. Well that that's what that's what and it, it took me, you know, a year and a half, two years to get the sound that I wanted. And and once you once you try to to uh to sell a product, I mean you gotta be ever every call has got to be consistent. I mean, you can't have one call that sounds different than the other one right. if it's the same call. So it took me a while to get that developed. And, you know, it it's uh, – and I'm old school. I'm old school turkey hunter. I mean, I, I don't hunt with decoys. You know, all I've got is my shotgun, my camouflage, mm. and my turkey call. And, you know, that's uh, – I don't hunt in blinds. I don't use decoys, which, you know, uh, Motor and Prego <laughs> probably don't like that, but that's just the way I am. But, uh, you know, and I, you know, I promote their products. I mean, they got some good products, but, you know, if, if people use decoys and they like them, that's fine yeah. with me, but I don't use them. I mean, that's just, that's just the way I am. And, you know, turkey hunting is, uh, you know, there's a difference in turkey hunting and turkey killers, you know. Uh, a true turkey hunter is, uh, you know, and I feel like I'm a true turkey hunter. If if a turkey's not gobbling, I'm not going to slip around, crawl around, and ambush a turkey. You know, a, when a turkey gobbles, don't mean that he can be killed. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's the game. I like to play with a turkey. If he wants to play the game, I'll play the game with him. If he don't, I'll yeah. come back another I, day. I can, I can certainly attest to that statement that just because a turkey got – I've never killed a turkey. I've heard a bunch of them gobble, and I've never killed one. So uh, that is absolutely a true statement. Well, Gary, how about just uh, – as I told you yesterday, you know, Jeff, Jeff and I both are, are novice turkey hunters. Uh, we love it, but we're just getting into it. Most of our listening audience, probably, Gary, if if they're as knowledgeable as you are, they're not going to be listening to this podcast <laughs> to, get, to get tips. Um, but um, Well, the, the best tip that I can tell anybody that starts out turkey hunting, there's about three things that, you know, a turkey hunter needs to know right to start with that a turkey is not deaf. A turkey can hear a hundred times better wow. than a human being can hear. And uh, a turkey has got good eyesight, yeah, you know, and I think they've got a, a, you know, a photogenic memory that they know everything that's supposed to be in the woods. And I always remember old Ben Lee said, every turkey thinks that a stump <laughs> is a booger man. So always remember that. Always stay hid and limit your movements and soft calling to kill more turkeys than uh, anything that you can do. Yeah, now 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 that the, the guys that, that go with me because I, I really haven't yet um, developed how to call, I noticed that the the guys that go with me and they're calling um so i've got two friends that go and one of them just lights the woods up call 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 and the other one he just does real soft calling and once that turkey gets at a certain distance he just quits altogether. is, is that kind of what you see 
Well, he's he's probably a good turkey hunter. Uh, you know, just because a turkey gobbles don't mean you got to yip to him. You've got to, what kills a turkey, a good gobbler, I'm talking about a three or four or five-year-old turkey, is curiosity kills the turkey. It's not the calling. But what, what you're doing in the woods, you're reversing nature because when that turkey gobbles, the hen is mm. supposed to go to the turkey. And when that hen don't go to him, he, you know, you got to get in the turkey's mind. You got to, you got to realize you got to work a turkey. And when, when you, you know, the first couple years that I turkey hunted, I was probably like, you know, ever, you know, John Henry around. If that turkey mm-hmm. gobbled, I was going to yip to him. And, you know, I started out the first two or three years, I might kill two or three turkeys. But in my mind, I knew that I wasn't a real turkey hunter because a lot of times I had to slip up on them. I had to ambush one. And I said, if I got to do this the rest of my life, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. So I, I started and started trying to get in the turkey's mind and make him wonder why this hen is not coming to him. And when, when you, do, when you do that, that's what kills the ah. turkey. You know, he, he comes looking for that hen, wondering why she hadn't come to him. But, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people, I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, that's just not the way I turkey hunt. I, I don't slip around, sit on fields. I don't ambush a turkey. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to deer hunt a turkey. But, uh, you know, I like to play the game with a turkey. If he's ready to play, I'll play with him. If he's not, I'll come back. You know, a day or two. Well, hey, Gary, let me ask you this, man. Ready. So let's pretend you were right. going to go turkey hunting tomorrow morning and you got some land and you know you're laying and stuff and you're going to get up, get out there early. And do you just find a spot, make a call and listen and go to that turkey? Or do you, I mean, how do you prep and what do you do when you first get out there? Well, most of the time I went over at Rick's this morning and, uh, you know, Rick called me Eden this morning. Uh, I texted him, told him I'd be at the farm turkey hunting. He said, well, you're eating if you don't go to the to the creek field. So I walked probably, I don't know, probably a good three-quarters of a mile to get to it because I don't drive in my turkey woods. You know, I park at the main road and, and walk in because the best thing I found out, if you know, if a turkey don't know you there, mm. you're not disturbing him. But, uh, and most of the time, if he gobbles, I wait on for him to gobble. If he gobbles, I'll go set up on him and make my, you know, little soft calls, tree yelp, cluck. And uh, hardly ever do I yelp a lot. Now, I might, if I'm somewhere new or something that I know there's turkeys there, I might yelp on my yelper or kiki or something like that to get one fired up. But once I sit down on a turkey, the main thing I use is that cluck and purr that I, I, you know, that comes from my combo call. Uh, I've killed more turkeys with that thing. Than I have anything right. I've ever so had. So you get out there and wait and hear from him before getting but, out in the woods, sun, daybreak, and light it up. Oh yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't walk down the roads yapping and hooting and hollering and, uh, you know, crow calls. I mean, I, I just, 
I just don't do that. If if a turkey gobbles, I'll go set up on him. Yeah. If he don't, you know, you you can't kill a turkey if he's not yeah. ready to die. That's the only. That's you know, that's the biggest thing. You know, turkey hunters ought to know is if that turkey's not ready to die, you're not gonna kill him yeah. unless you ambush him. And really, that's uh, that's not my way of turkey hunting. But you know, a lot of people does it. Not you know, I don't sure. feel hard at them. Yeah. Now, Gary, I've heard uh, I've heard a story. I had a guy tell me one time it happened to him, and I don't know if this happened to you before, but he was sitting there and working a turkey, and then a tom he that hadn't made a single bit of noise at all just walked out right in front of him. Oh yeah, that's that's what I call satellite okay. birds, which they try to run in and get ahead of a, you know the boss gobbler, uh, right. you know to try to get to the hen before the boss gobbler gets there and you know i've been sitting there calling a turkey and i you know that was probably not the boss turkey and i've had the boss turkey come down there and just you know just whoop the tire out of him <laughs> turn around later. but uh it's uh you know it it's a fun sport and it's something that i i really care for and i always respect you know the bird mm. And I think everybody ought to respect, you know, whatever mm-hmm, animal sure. they hunting. I mean, as far as sitting out and, you know, ambushing a turkey, that's not turkey hunting to me, which, you know, a lot of people might get mad at that. Yeah, but that's great. Uh, I had, though, you know, old, old Bob Walker, he called me, you know, he used to be on the turkey yeah. TV show. He called me the other day, he wants to come turkey hunting with me, but he said all of this uh, coronavirus going around, he said, I don't know where I'm going to make it or not. But I said, well, if, you know, if everything settles down, you're welcome to come. I said, I got a place where you can stay. And, you know, he's supposed to hunt it with, uh, which, I, you know, doing my call and all of this and selling it and going to expos and stuff, I've met a lot of people. I mean, you know, I'm, I've, you know, probably five or six, seven, eight years ago, you know, I, I got good friends with Eddie Salter and Bob Walker and, you know, all, all the big, you know, the big turkey hunters, you know, I, and I, I really, they, they, they really, you know, they mm-hmm. in the business I'm in, you know, Eddie's, Eddie's got some good calls. I mean, but, uh, you know, he's given me several calls, but, you know, if I'm going to promote my right. call, I'm going to use my call. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I just, that's the way I've always been. But, you know, a lot of people yeah. might not like it, but I'll say don't. <laughs> All I got to say is you. I got two words for you. Limit out. So that's, that's it. right. <laughs> well, I don't know about this year. I've, uh, I've missed more days hunting this year than i've probably missed mm. in the last five six years just on the count of right. you know now, what's going now when's on your season run down there uh i think it goes out may the third fourth something gotcha. like that but uh the season down here is pretty much i don't know it's the way the woods looks the foliage has come out everything's bloom uh you know, it, it's actually, you know, 
we re- really don't see stuff like this till you know mid uh, three quarters way in the turkey season here it is you know a couple weeks in and it's you know everything's yeah. blowed out and leaves is on the trees and dogwoods right. is blooming and, now, and uh, gary what type of what type so, of uh load do you shoot in your shotgun well i use uh I use three and a half inch. I used to use nitros. I would use four inch, but they don't like four inch. But, uh, uh, but anyway, you know, I used to use the nitros, but now I, I use, uh, I think it's called, uh, okay. mag blend, which I killed one last week with it, but. You know, the nitros has got where you got to pay $10 a shot. That's pretty expensive. Mm. But, you know, I I started out hunting with an 870 Wingmaster Magnum 30-inch barrel. I killed my first turkey with it in uh, probably early to mid-70s. And I still got that old shotgun. But, uh, you know, and I used you know, three inch shells. They didn't have three and a yeah. half back then. Now, but, now, how far of a distance would you uh, feel comfortable shooting a bird? With you? Uh, I hardly ever shoot a bird over about okay. 30, 35 yards. Uh, all this new technology and this TSS they come out with, you know, I just don't, if you can't call a turkey within 30, 40 yeah, yards, true. you don't need to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> hey Gary, I, I want to ask a question because I know you do. I understand you do a lot of land management. Um, ha- having some land uh, that we lease, it, I mean, I know that there's some things you could do for deer hunting, but nobody's ever really given me any good advice about what you can do for your habitat for turkey hunting. Well, it's the thing like when uh, you know Rick bought. 400 acres over here about five minutes from my house and i manage his and uh about 2,000 acres maybe 10 minutes from my house that uh you know that's the key word Mm -hmm. is habitat and you know rick started you know he him and his wife sherry you know they good folks i mean as good folks as you ever want to meet but uh he 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 asked me to uh you know manage his property and keep it cleaned up and everything and you know when you got fields out there that i've planted you know he said you know he said one time he said uh how come you're not bush hogging these fields i said well i said do you want to have a real pretty place to look at or i said do you want to have game and he said well I'd like to have, you know, some game. I said, well, I said, the deer and the turkey has to have a place to Mm -hmm. have their little ones. And, you know, when you keep a place real clean, I said, you take away their habitat. I said, they're going to go somewhere else to have Mm -hmm. their little ones. And they're going, the hens is not going to be able to hide to have their, you know, to, to, to hatch their nest. And, uh, that's the biggest thing, you know. People, people wants to keep a place too clean. I mean, you you can keep it, you know, your roads clean and all of this, but you know, you got to have the habitat for the, you know, for the mm-hmm. deer and the turkeys. Is there anything, Gary, that you would 
like particularly plant for a turkey? Well, the best thing to plant is like in May, uh, you know, when the soil warms up, plant you some cufus. And, you know, I don't know what kind of feeding feeding laws y'all got up there, but, uh, you know, we feed down here. You know, I, I use either, if it's hot weather, I use cracked corn mm-hmm. and deer pellets. And when it gets cold, I'll switch over to whole corn. But I don't like my feed being on the ground because of toxicity of the molded corn that's yeah. laying on the ground is not good. It's not mm. good for the turkeys, mm. but I, I know they've done a study at Auburn and, you know, Motri told me that, you know, the toxicity of the molded corn didn't affect the deer, but he didn't say nothing about the turkeys, but it can't be right. good. So now what do you use so, here to, to, do you use, what kind of feeder are you using then? Well, we use, uh, mostly, uh, you know, when I manage the place, we'll start out with maybe, you know, three or 400 pound feeders. And then, you know, according to the population of the deer, how much they eat, you know, I've got one place that we use a uh, thousand pound feeders and we've got five or six of them over about 700 acres. And that way you don't have to go in, uh, you know, every two or three days until right, your feeder's right. up. But you you take somebody that's got a 50 or 100-pound feeder, if they, if they got any population of deer or turkeys, I mean, you you know, you, you got to go in there about every other day. And I just don't believe in – if you're going in there to work, it's fine because deer and turkeys don't pay a tractor or a bulldozer or something like that too much attention but you go to riding in on trucks and four-wheelers they they don't like it yeah but you know that that's just my my thought Gary, on speaking of deer hunting i and i certainly would never uh embarrass you but i am intrigued by a video i saw of you getting and i wanted to hear the story right from the man who did it Get, getting a four-point buck out of a gate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that was on some property that I was uh managing and the guy called me and he said we got a four point buck stuck in the gate. And what he did, he got his head through there and half his body and he, he fought so so much that he couldn't raise up and get back out. So I wound up having to go in there and I picked the deer up and got his head back through there. I turned him loose and he went right back in it. So it was uh, it was kind of funny, but uh, I finally got him got him going. But you know, I just try to respect the animals. You know, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying I'm not. A, I'm not. You know, I'm not a tree hugger or nothing like that. But. You gotta, uh, you know, I always respect it's, animals. You know, so help, speaking I of deer, I mean, do you enjoy deer hunting? It sounds like you obviously probably enjoy turkey hunting more than deer hunting, but do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to kill, you know, I used to kill my limit every year on deer. Uh, but last year, I think I gotcha. went three times. 
I'm just, you know, I've killed so many deer that, you know, it really, you know, I've kind of lost the, I don't know, I kind of lost the spirit of, you know, when you when you go and it it don't do nothing for you for yeah. shooting mm-hmm. one, you know, it's time to time to yeah. move on, but. I killed one ten point last year and had it mounted, and I don't shoot nothing that I don't mount. Gotcha. So. But I enjoy getting out. You know, it's 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 just one of the things that uh, happened this year that, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on, and I just really didn't have time to go like I wanted sure. to. But you know, I, I still. Yeah. Miss well, Gary, it. let me ask you this, man, because we like to ask our guests that are that are hunters, and when they what their specialty is obviously turkeys for you and and all the turkey you kill what's your favorite way to eat them how do you how do you you field dress them what do you fix with them well i fixed some the other night on the one i killed i think monday or whatever but i cut the breast out and you know get it off the bone and I cut it up in like uh, mm-hmm. like chicken fingers. And the the key to cooking turkey is not cook it real fast. Mm. If you cook it fast, it's gonna get tough. So you you put it on like a, a medium to low heat. I batter it and fry it just like I do, mm-hmm. you know, a chicken, but do it on low heat. And it, it takes a little bit longer, but. You can do that and then, you know, take it up, make you some gravy and biscuits. And I eat a, about a half a jar of fig mm. preserves with it. So That's awesome. I'm kind of watching my way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically what you're saying is you wouldn't breast it out and pop the breast on the grill or a smoker. Or maybe a smoker, you could smoke it, I guess. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can. I mean, I have done that, but. I like it in the frying pan with some grease in it because, you know, that grease is good for you. <laughs> but, um, Keeps everything moving, man. Keeps everything moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he keeps <laughs> moving all right. But I'm, I fixed some the other night. I had some, uh, and, you know, I don't know where y'all ever been to uh, one of these wing places, but some of them has these tater mm-hmm. tots kind of in, you know, kind of like in a pile with uh, – you know, they got uh, some of them jalapeno yeah. peppers on yeah. and uh, onions. And, they just smothered. You They're know, smothered uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's smothered. <laughs> Chunked and diced. And... But, man, I had that the other night. I'm telling you what. It was something <laughs> else. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, Gary, I, I just want to say, man, I first of all, thank you so much. I, you are – you know, we're called our podcast is called um, the the two dollar bills, and our listeners are called the blue collar commandos. And and I know you're a um, kind of a blue collar guy, and so I man, I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you taking your time, valuable time to to share with us. And uh, I just want to for those of you listening, um, Gary does have a website that he sells his calls it's original spurmaster.com original spurmaster all one word.com and i and i just want to just ask the blue collar commandos that are listening uh go go visit his website if you're into turkey hunting 
uh, certainly uh, there's some wonderful instructional videos. Gary, in fact, it's you uh, showing how um, to to operate your call. And so, uh, if you're listening, oh yeah, I, I I send a I send my business card out with every call I may 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 uh, mail out. And, you know, if anybody has a question or if I can send them a private video or how to use it, uh, you know, because, you know, that's, you know, this started out as a Mm -hmm. hobby, but it's turned into a job. You know, I I told Rick, Rick and Bubba to quit talking about it a whole lot because I didn't want to sell a whole (laughs) lot of them. But uh, it's, uh, you know, and I'm going to take care of my customers. You know, I've had people that, you know that's either sat down on them and broke them and you know i i give one to eddie salter and he sat down on it broke it and he called me he said man i broke your call i said well i'll get you another so but you know i can't do that every time but awesome. uh you know i try to take care of my customers hey let me ask you a selfish question now if you had to pick one of your calls for the beginner guy like me which one would you put me on well, I don't, I don't have oh, good. one right. call, but it, but it, but it comes with uh, two strikers. So you, you got a kiki, and a yipper, and then you got the okay, cluck and cool. curve, which, uh, you know, either one of if you watch my videos, they're they're easy to learn how, and they sound like That's a great. turkey. Well, I'll be getting on there tonight. Be looking so, for an order. How many calls would you think you've sold by now, Gary? Oh, I don't know. I think every turkey hunter in Mississippi <laughs> got one. We, you're about to get uh, start a Virginia branch up here in a minute when, when we hang up. I'm gonna go check it out. Well, I I've sold them. I've sold them all over the United States. I mean, I've even sold them to Alaska and Canada. That's great. Uh, New York, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Florida. I mean, I've sold them everywhere. And and Kentucky's coming on pretty good now. Kentucky and Alabama and Mississippi and South Carolina sold a bunch in North Carolina. That's awesome. But uh, it's it's a good call. Just you know, before anybody orders one, they need to go on there and look at some of the videos and make sure that's what they want. But if they want if they want a true, realistic turkey call. That's on. That's the only thing I take the woods. That's great. Well, Gary, if they wanted to meet you, where you got any shows this spring or summer coming up? You're going to be at? Well, I don't know all this kind oh, of virus. Right. I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. With that's that. true. But uh, I had a guy call me a while ago, want me to take a dead gum quadruple. <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, how's he going to shoot?" <laughs> he said, "Well, I hate, I hate to be laughing I don't, about that, but the story is pretty funny." <laughs> Well, I do too, but you know, he sent me an email and sent his phone number and wanted me to call him. And you know, I called him, I sat right here where I'm talking to y'all. And uh, he said, I got a quad quadriplegic that wants to go turkey hunting. I said, What you want me to do? Told him I said, I said, I said, I I don't know how you're gonna work that. I said, How's he gonna shoot a gun? You know, I I don't know, man. You you wouldn't believe it—the stuff I get on email and. (laughs) We're just glad you answered the crazy uh, podcasters asking. That's that's what we're we're excited about. I'm glad you said yes to us, man. We appreciate it. Oh yeah, 
Well, if anything I can help you with, let me know. I'll be glad to help you. You got it. Well, Chris, you got any other questions? We'll close it out here, man. What you got? Our, our season, well, Jeff's season and our season, Virginia, North Carolina, the youth days tomorrow. But I, then next, so next Saturday, man, if I kill one now, I'm going to text you a picture of it. All right. Yeah, do that. Now, if, you know, if you get on one of them, I like to hunt them old hard ones, them old, them old yeah. turkeys. <laughs> So if you get one, uh, you know, I don't know how much drive it is up there, but I'll be glad to come up there and get him for you. <laughs> All right. Hey. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> if, if, uh, you know what, man? I, Jeff and I actually talked about um, putting you up if you could come up. It, I know from your house because I just looked. Well, now, how far are you from Montgomery? Well, I'm about uh, 35 miles from Montgomery and about 35 south of uh, Birmingham. Yeah, so, so I'm halfway between Montgomery and Birmingham. So, it, it's it's for me to Birmingham it's seven hours and to Montgomery it's seven hours. So yeah, so I I, I would assume you're around seven hours, but uh, yeah, we hit to but it look. It, it looks like that with this virus, it's not going to work out this year. But, man, I, I'm hoping next year we could – maybe we'd like to put you up and come up here and do some hunting. All right. And, well, I might give this guy your phone number with that. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. listen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man of the cloth, but I ain't got that much faith here. <laughs> I just just want to say again, Gary, how much I appreciate uh, appreciate you being with us. And again, guys, just let me uh, let me encourage you. Even if you don't buy a turkey call, uh, go by, uh, click on originalspurmaster.com. Check out Gary's calls. Uh, I know he he's a very humble person, and and he he's not. He said he wasn't getting on here to to try to sell his calls. But Gary, we just we want to try to encourage people to to at least go to your website if they do want to call. And, hey, man, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us. Yeah, they can – They can. Uh, well, I, I would say they could send me a friend request on Facebook, but I don't got too many. They won't let me have them all that little short content place. <laughs> won't let you have none. But uh, they, they can follow me on Instagram or whatever. Oh, that's you know. awesome. But – that's great. We will, but, uh, we'll definitely do that. We'll, we'll put it up on our uh, site too, so that they can follow you and find you and stuff. Uh, Gary. But we really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your time tonight, and uh, we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the turkey seasons, man. All right, man. Well, I'll uh, I'll be looking for my <laughs> Yeah, we are too. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gary. We'll All talk right. To you later. I'll see y'all. All right. Bye bye. All right, man. Hey, everybody, we're back, and good gracious, Chris, that was awesome. What do you think, man? man I, listen, the beauty about Gary Vines is not – I mean, you guys know, you heard how knowledgeable the guy is. My gosh, man, he is just the funniest dude I've yeah. ever met in my life. Yeah, there's definitely some segments of comedic gold in that thing, man. It <laughs> oh was good. God. It was good. Not only that, man, just how – down to earth the guy is i mean he is salt of the earth i mean and like i said in the podcast for him to give us some time and and just say as he said multiple times so anything i can do to help you guys out anything i can do to help you guys out give me right. a call whatever you need right and i really appreciate that more than the turkey knowledge itself and and he didn't say this jeff 
uh, he kind of alluded to it. He, he you know, he, Gary's not the type of guy that's going to drop names and talk about everybody because he, he looks at everybody kind of the same. I mean, but in the, in the hunting world, Gary is friends with, you know, he's friends with a lot of folks that are successful in the hunting industry. Uh, but just, just the fact that he, he, um, is so down to earth. And, and I said, you know, he is, you know, our listeners are called the blue collar commandos. Gary is absolutely a blue collar guy and, uh, and just man. So funny. So awesome. Funny. Yeah. And, and once again, I, you know, we had Roger Minton on the week before and, uh, we had Gary on this week and there were some consistencies there, uncle Chris. A lot of them with the quiet calls, no decoys, you know, those type of things. I mean, that's some of the things I'm learning right now. Right. And, you know, that's – I take notes. When when I'm listening to these guys, I'm, I'm jotting down, as I'm sure you are, I'm jotting down note after note. And I went back and compared, uh, as I'm looking over my notes now, looking over – yep, that's – that's and I, and I wrote on the notes, uh, important takeaways – and that was the two important takeaways, soft calling, no decoys. And now, I, I, you know, one thing Gary said, and I think he pretty sure he said it multiple times, was he doesn't want to ambush turkeys. And, you know, I, I, I'm not, I wish I'd have asked him really but I, what that meant, but what I think he's talking about is just kind of, not get not fully engaging the gobbler to come, just kind of going to him. Um, and and I and Roger said the exact same thing, he said it in a different way, but those were the consistencies that I saw there. And when it, what I took when I hear heard him say ambush, you're right, we should have clarified, and, and hopefully, he'd be happy to we can get him back on for another call with us, right? Because he, mm-hmm. he likes to deer hunt too, maybe we can deer says he can get him on, but um, like turkeys 2.0 with Gary Vines or something with us, but. When I hear ambush, what I'm thinking is what I try to do, and as we talked about in my intro last weekend, hey, over there's a turkey. Let's go. Let's right, go get him. Let's right. try to cut him off. Let's, uh, you know, do that. And I, and I think, obviously, I didn't win. We didn't have a successful hunt that way. And, and one thing I heard from Gary I really liked is, you're not going to kill a turkey until the turkey's ready to die. Mm. With mm. the curiosity. Right. And, and that's ultimately, oh, that, that's it. And and I think I've made so many mistakes, and because I've been, as we talked about in prior podcasts, I've been around turkeys and heard them, and had them, and seen them, and all this stuff, and haven't killed one yet. So, um, but man, it's just a a good interview and lots of knowledge. And Chris, Chris, man, thanks so much for for lining them up. We're looking forward to our future podcasters as well. We've got some people in the the bow industry that are going to come on. We've got a couple TV personalities who have agreed to come on. We're lining up. Um, and, and Gary is a great kickoff to, to who we have. And he's our first Chris, right? He's our first pro. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so and, and you know, I'm getting one of those, uh, spur master Turkey calls. It's coming. It's going to come in the mail and, and I'm looking forward to having it and seeing it and trying it out hopefully next weekend. So, awesome. um, yeah, well, so, you know, Chris, let's kind of transition here, man. It's that time of the show where, where we kind of put put our focus on our spiritual lives and the spiritual reflections. And this is a big weekend. And, you know, once again, we'd like to thank Jed Bass for allowing us to use his music. And the song we're going to highlight this week is called Break These Walls. And I'll be playing it at the end of the podcast. I hope you stay on and, 
and listen to it and listen to the words. But, but Chris, it's, it's Easter weekend, man. So when you hear break these walls, you got Easter weekend, what comes to mind and what's, what's the Lord put on your heart? Well, it, when you, and I hope everybody that's listening will go and, and take time to listen to this song because it is a, it, it's not just a quality uh, musical uh, piece, but the, the meaning is, is so relevant. And I love, I love, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of Jed Bays, by the way. Uh, Jeff, thank you for uh, putting me onto his music, but wonderful content. And then there are just some songs that, you know, you have to really dig deep for the meaning. And then there's other songs like Break These Walls that you, you don't have to dig real deep to find uh, the, the meaning of what he's talking about. And especially, and I'm so glad that we have chosen this song for this weekend, Break These Walls. You know, Paul says when he's writing to the church in Ephesus, he's talking about us being one in Christ. And he says in verse 14 of chapter 2, for he himself, speaking about Jesus, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body, reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. You know, the, the, the wall that separates humanity from God is a wall that we build. It's, it's, a, it's a wall of our own undoing, and that wall is sin. And it's, and it's the hostility between us and God. The Bible says that we didn't love God because we couldn't love God because there was a wall of hostility between us and God. And that was of our own doing. Paul said to the Romans, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so every one of us, every person listening, every person ever born on the face of the earth has that dividing wall of hostility between them and God. And everybody equally, the, the common denominator for every person is that all of us stand condemned before God in our sin. And the beauty of the cross, you know, today when we're recording this is Good Friday. And I, to me, that seems to be a misnomer. There's nothing good about what happened on Friday, logically, reasonably speaking. Today was a day of, in, in the earthly life of Jesus, today was the hardest day. Now, some would say the hardest day of his life is when he left heaven to came, come to earth, maybe. But I would say that today, physically at least, was the hardest day in the life of Jesus. He um, suffered on a cross. But the physical suffering was nothing compared to, to the spiritual separation from noon today until three in the afternoon. The Bible says that it was dark. And the reason it was dark is because that's the only time in all of eternity that the father and the, the son were separated. 
God turned his back on Jesus because he couldn't look upon the sin that Jesus took upon himself. And when I think about what's good about Friday, what's good about this day, we can't know the greatness of the resurrection until we know the pain of separation. And the goodness of Friday is that by sacrificially, voluntarily going to a cross, Jesus has torn down that wall of hostility. He's broken that wall of hostility between God and man. In fact, the Bible clearly tells us when Jesus gave up his spirit, when he said to the Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit, at that exact moment, the veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom. And what that did, that opened up this new covenant that we now have with God through the sacrifice, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus. And so for those of you that do listen, our Jeff and, and my faith is number one in our life. Uh, family, obviously, is second. And somewhere down the line, we both enjoy the outdoors, and we that's really a, a passion on down the line. But first and foremost is foremost is our faith in Christ. And Jeff and I are uh, brother-in-laws, but spiritually we're brothers in Christ because the wall of hostility has been broken down. And we have accepted the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross to reconcile us back to God. And I hope that those that are listening today, if you hear nothing else, and I'm glad we had some really good wisdom and knowledge about turkey hunting, but but I would ask you to consider believing on Jesus Christ as your Savior. The beauty of Easter is that death and hell and the grave has been defeated. And as I heard Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty say in a podcast recently, nobody on earth giving me that deal, a better deal than that. And so I just uh, appreciate uh, this time to be able to speak to you. Hope and I pray that what you get today, besides just some good turkey knowledge, is that there is a God who is alive and who loves you. And if that wall of hostility is between you and him, trust on the, and believe on the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. Believe that he is a resurrected living God and you can have those walls torn down. May God bless you. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Good word, man. Good timely word with the holiday this weekend. You know, something you said reminded me of a, a quote I read in my, one of my devotions earlier this week. And it said, the safest place in all the world is in the will of God. And the safest protection in all the world is the name of God. Amen. And, and when those walls are broken down, it gives you the opportunity to, to uh, be in the will, get closer to the will of God that he has for your life and, and, and be under God's protection. So Chris, thanks again for, for sharing that, man. So, Hey, good podcast. Appreciate all you did there. Uncle Chris, you know, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Commonwealth firearms, www.757firearms.com. And for all they're doing for us in uh, Virginia's low-cost, high-quality firearms dealer. And and Uncle Chris, you know, we, we give a shout-out for Second Baptist this week, man. Yeah, just um, want to ask, you know, if, if during this time we're all kind of in lockdown and and there's a 
listen, Jeff, there's a ton of great material on the internet, man. And, and there's a lot better preachers, a lot better speakers than I am. Uh, but if you're looking for, um, if you want to hear more content that I put out, uh, you can go to Second Baptist Hamlet. That's all one word, Second, spell out secondbaptisthamlet.org. Um, and you just, all of our services are broadcast live on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so you can go, we're still doing that live. Uh, you can go to Second Baptist Facebook page, Second Baptist Hamlet Facebook page every day. I do a daily devotional and you can go back. So yeah, if you'd like to look at that, feel free. Awesome. Well, well thanks so Chris. And, and also you can look us up on Facebook. We're both uh, Jeff Britton, Chris Hawks on Facebook. We got $2 bills and the blue car commandos on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to find out more about anything we've talked about today or get any more information, we'll be tweeting out and posting out Gary Vines' information as well. But you can shoot Chris and I an email at bluecollarcommandos at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to our next podcast, episode six, which should be out in the next couple of weeks. And Uncle Chris, hope you have a good weekend. And we thank everybody for their listening. And, and as we say, rule the outdoors one step at a time. See ya.
us show the world who you are let us be the voice of love to all break these walls and break our hearts show the world who you are let us be the voice of love to all